Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language, and sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking bitch and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC. Thank you. You said JP's on the road? He's in Finland. What? <laughs> yeah. Is that so what we were talking about? We were talking about the Scandinavian countries. That's where he is. Is that the discount pharmacy? <laughs> Finland. <laughs> yeah. What's What's he doing doing in Finland. Yeah. What's he doing in Finland? Yeah. Oh, with work. He just had to go. So he's gone till Sunday. So you're like, is that uh, like solo mumming it? Is that like when my guinea pig died and my mom's like, oh, she went to Finland? <laughs> a farm in Finland. A farm in Finland, that's right. Sure. Foodland. <laughs> She's finished. <laughs> Jimmy's here as well. Hey, Jimmy. Hi. What's going on? Not much. Just admiring my, my tree. Mm-hmm. Lots <laughs> of response on... Uh, Leaning on the Twitter sphere about that woman, yeah, the Twitter sphere was great for the tree. Yeah, they think you're nuts. Rhonda Brownlee, she put one out that there, she put like three or four out, but the one that killed me was Jimmy's tree through the year, and it's like <laughs> Canada Day, it has Canada Day flags on it. Thanksgiving, it's got turkeys on it, so it stays up the entire year. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. joke. It is. Yeah. I think everyone needs a celebration tree, and there's always a reason to celebrate. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's be happy. Let's smile at life. See? Look at what my singing gave you, Charms. Yeah, for those of you that weren't around before we started recording, which was everyone, obviously, uh, Wonga just debuted today on the uh, little uh, stream yard here with a lovely rendition of Good Morning. Good Morning. Yes. It's from a beautiful singing day. in the rain, from what Amy reminded me of. So that, I'm not going to do it that, again. I'm pretty sure it's singing in the rain, but it I is. could be wrong. Okay, no, I think you're totally right. Is it Bing Crosby? No, it was uh, Donald O'Connor, Gene Kelly, Debbie Reynolds, if I'm going to do my old school. <laughs> do you know your classics, Wunger? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's really sad. Wunger loves know. a good musical. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love them too. Do you really? I'm a big fan. I don't yes. like musicals. I quite like music. Them. Like favorite favorite holiday <laughs> stupid favorite <laughs> holiday movie, White Christmas, right up there. I love it. Watch it every single year. That's right, been great. Right, right up where? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right up at the top. Oh, okay. <laughs> One of my favorite videos at Christmas is Bing Crosby. The Bing Crosby, um, David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy. Right. It's amazing. Peace on earth, can it be? <laughs> the best of the force banter prior to them singing. Oh, oh that's yeah, exactly. awkward. Hello, hello, my door. Who could that be? <laughs> <laughs> Why, David, come on in. I've heard all about you. Oh, you well, must be my cousins. Nice. Something about cousins from the, <laughs> no. from the West or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so cousins. weird. It's horribly cheesy, but it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Bowie's definitely an alien, right? Oh yeah, on cocaine, an alien on cocaine. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Speaking yeah. of which, did you guys see that the David Brent or no? It's not David Brent. It's, it's extras, I think. Extras. <laughs> yeah, the one with with Ricky Gervais and and yeah, uh, we've Bowie. spoken about that. I think a lot of so we on this. Batman. It's serious Batman with his pug nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Every time that pops up, I've got to watch it. It's brilliant. <laughs> yes, Linda. <laughs> Jimmy, move your idea. microphone She's closer like... again. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Thank you. No, this is one of the great scenes, comic comedy classic scenes ever. David Bowie, Ricky Gervais in character. It's just incredible. It really is. It makes me laugh every time I, I watch it, which is frequently. And and it makes Tony not laugh every time I play it, because I play it a lot. I'll be on the couch, I'll just get my phone and go, <laughs> and just like show it to her. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know, James. It's David Bowie and it's Ricky Gervais. Seen it a thousand times now. So funny. she thinks it's funny. She just thinks you're a bit tiresome. Uh, yes, exactly. That's yeah. precisely what it is. Yes, he appreciates the humor, not a thousand times. Well, Tony, okay. don't kill the messenger. That's all I'm going to say, right. Tony Sharman. Yeah, yeah. Pie it's woman. no coincidence though, that Bowie, he died just weeks after um, his last album came out, which very much opened some, some windows into what is beyond, right? Black Star, incredible album. Mm-hmm. And this is while he was all cancer filled, right? <clears throat> yeah, was right yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, He's yeah. been called back to the mothership. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we start today? Let's start with what how, how when, when, when I turned off the dark web last night. Yeah. Let's start there, shall we? Where I turned it off, yeah. and that was when when <laughs> Dubs was getting very frustrated with a trophy. Mm-hmm. A trophy gets Dubs angry now. A trophy should it's like a parade. <laughs> Should make everyone happy. 
I not always, dubs. I, wait, you know when, when I always thought that Craig was going to be the most bitter of all time, but it's fucking Amy Walsh. It is. Amy Walsh 100%. has some yes. deep bitterness. So I think she's. I think it's like one in one A and one B, but I think Amy's one A right now. So really, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm above Forrest or yeah. Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, yes, that's a tough all because to of this the women's gold cup trophy. Yeah, can you explain, Dubs? Yeah, so finally, there's there's a competition, and Canada will be part of it, and the same as the men, we'll invite teams from Common Ball in, and so it'll be good preparatory tournament, good meaningful games for all of these countries. And thank you, patriarchy, for the fucking pink cup. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, you guys? Pink is in, though. <laughs> yeah. Would they make the men's cup pink? It looks like it can hold a beautiful Moscow mule. Yeah. Mm. Put a fancy drink in it. I might be more for it, but. Yeah. It's more of a what? tinge than a color, though. Don't you think? Isn't. So, cup. what is it? Is it the rose gold cup? It's like a rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get behind a rosé. I like a rosé. <laughs> a rosé cup. Yeah, a little rosé. Chilled. So you just think it but represents the patriarchy? Jimmy. Yes. <laughs> but maybe a woman designed it. Do you know that? Have you thought about that? I have not thought about that, but I mean... Belinda van der Wen. Dubs? Oh, She's the, okay uh, the architect of the trophy. She She designed it. Oh, oh, now what? That, that, no, that's, now that, what that, that's not, it's not true. It's not me. She's, she's, she she's going Dutch to the Gold Cup anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, the, the first thing that came to mind was Belinda van der Leyen. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Seems to work though. I was believing it for a while. I love gold. <laughs> oh, gold. oh yes, gold. Oh. In a pancake. <laughs> so you prefer conventional colored, like silver or gold trophy? Sure. You? Yeah, traditional silverware colors. That yeah, works. does this ruin the whole thing for you? Like you can wash it, like just turn it off now. Say I'm not washing that. No, not not to that extent. But I just feel like why why can't we even get the trophy fucking right? You know. I'm thinking, like, why can't we just be fucking happy? It's a good tournament. You know what? Erling Wineland <laughs> pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> You're right up there too. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit seeing his quote yesterday about the blunder. Oh, do you see this? Was it him? It looked fake to me. Like it was um, one of those ones where I read when you guys put that up on the dark web and I was, it, it seemed like anybody could have just made it because it, it made sense too. I mean, Isn't I, that it's, anything it's, these days? It could anyone yeah. could make anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the quote I saw was courtesy ESPN, but that's just on the quote board. I didn't really divulge. So the quote was, "I have scored fifty plus goals and won the treble, but still I didn't win the Blonde Or. If it were Messi in my place, he would have won it. The award lost its value, and I won't be attending any more series. Is that bullshit? Or is it? Oh, no, look this up, JC. Can you look it up? I just assumed it was true because it's always true what I see in the internet. Mm. <laughs> and on the dark web. It's always true. Mm-hmm. And the dark yeah. web, yeah. It, it just seems a little bit out of character, right? Because generally speaking, he's very soft-spoken. doesn't say too much. It also guy. seems kind of early, premature, no? To, this is his first go-round. I know he had a well, sensational season. You know? He did have a sensational. Point. 
Yeah, yeah, the same point. I mean, I understand why he might be a little bit aggrieved. He scored 50 or more goals. I think 53 and 52 won a treble. Yeah, Messi, who wins a World Cup, won it. So I, I can see why he might be a bit bitter. Mm-hmm. It just seems like him to go out there. Yeah, it doesn't fake, seem Fake Holland yeah. quote goes viral. Is that what it oh, says? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just edit all Thank this out. See, I, no, I am a... I'm a soothsayer. I knew that was fake. There's no way he would have done that. It's because it's bad press. It's bad marketing there, Holland. So and he's going to win it again. He's going to win it at some point, right? And he'll be there. He's going yeah, to win the point. Also, I blame Jimmy. And blame Jimmy. Jimmy sent that along. Yeah. Well, it was you, was it? Did you know it was fake? <laughs> I found it. It did seem fake. <laughs> it did seem you fake. had no idea. Come but on. not so fake that you, thought, you it was real. thought perhaps I shouldn't send this. I was like, here, have a look at this. It was really, we were just trying to collectively wind Charms up. Uh, although the whole That's what it was. Harland thing. Yeah. 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 I, I love it now. People just assume that I hate Harland. I think he's shit. Just because I said that <laughs> Kylian Mbappe is a better player. Why do you hate Harland so much? I didn't say that. Yeah, well, you get what you deserve, Charms. Thanks, <laughs> Craig, yeah. <laughs> thanks. You got, called, you got called a bell end too. Yeah, that I was brilliant. Was that, about? What? that was about the the most important manager, and someone said, "You know about Pep, right?" And so he called you yeah. a bell end, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, so, bell end charm. I love I, it. Yeah, it's about Ange Postecoglou. I said because that that great quote. You guys all saw it, right? Press mm-hmm. conference. He basically says, "Well, so his his um." Yeah. Quote yeah. was, uh, I've never and I never will talk to a referee about the rules of the game. I was taught that you grow up and you respect the officials. You know what managers do. I'll tell you what managers do. Let me put me on my Aussie accent. We meet, uh, we, me included, try to find ways to bend the rules and get around <laughs> it. Good. Tell me what the rule is and I guarantee you'll have a room full of managers processing how I can get around this. Right? That, that, that's, that's what he said. Regarding the whole Spurs-Chelsea game on Monday, which is just absolutely crazy. Chaos. Great quote. And I just said, all I said was, as a, he's one of the, well, he's becoming the most important manager in the Prem for that kind of take on, on officials. And this guy comes back at me, JPO. James, maybe check out a manager named Pep. And then he goes, at Guardiola tweets, who actually isn't Pep, by the way, um, <laughs> who managed a team called Man City, you absolute bellend. I haven't been called a bellend. <laughs> Actually, I think maybe Jimmy called me a bellend a few weeks ago. Quite yeah. well, he did. Yeah. 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 Can Can you please like? It took me a while. I didn't know what a bellend was. I asked off air. What is a bellend? Well, just think about it. Well, I know what it is. I want you to say it. It's so the, for the people uh, not. It's who the don't business know. end of the cock. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one that looks like a bell. <laughs> <laughs> the business Purple headed warrior. Of the cock. <laughs> Yeah. So where's the party end? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's for uh, you to find out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait, who, the, who did you say left the comment? You said it was GPO? Um, JPO. <laughs> that's my JPO. husband. Yeah, oh, is it? yeah, maybe. Maybe it is. Yeah. But, JP's uh, trolling shirts. <laughs> I do find it funny, though, right? When, when, like, it has nothing to do with Pep, that tweet. Nothing to do with it whatsoever. I'm not dismissing. I'm not disrespecting Pep. Nothing to do with him. But people get so defensive because, mm-hmm. you're, you know, their favorite manager wasn't mentioned. Yeah, Pep's also really important. And yeah, Pep's, Pep's the best manager in world football. Yeah, he is. But he didn't say that quote. Therefore, he wasn't important in the context of that. 
but people get so upset by these things. I find it hilarious. You don't have to defend yourself, Charms. Thanks. Your, your bell end. I, I'd like to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you putting on your Aussie accent? <laughs> Charms, you kind really of good. develop... You develop a little bit of an underbite. <laughs> yeah, like this, yeah. yeah, a lot of my yeah. accent. You know, when I do like a Dickio accent as well, I do the same mm. thing. You do. Let's yeah. see. Um, so let me read. Uh, what should I read? Should I read it in Dickio's accent? Yeah. Mm. I've never, and I never will talk to a referee about <laughs> the rules of the game. I was taught that you grow up and you respect. Actually, that's Sean Deitch now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. mad. It's like a he's comic. JC could maybe give us a, a, um, open some doors to this. Being a voice expert, an accent expert, do you do you shape the way your mouth is when you're trying to put on certain yeah twangs? Yeah, every you can tell even like you can once you yeah. well that's it <laughs> for that's example. it for me. I'm a voice expert. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. no, JC, please. So I learned that, so uh, Hank, no, the guy who does Homer Simpson um, was on Conan years ago, and he explained how to do a Homer, and he said, you got to get your, you need to get your your mouth like this, and he explained how to, like, how the shape of your mouth dictates the sound that comes out. So it's true. If you want to talk like a, you know, whatever, you just, like, that. so it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that wasn't very. Well, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury was why they fix it, and he could have got his fixed. And he said he terrified that it would change the resonance of his voice. And good call, Fred. Well, a great <laughs> example of that. Yeah, that none of that came through. So what I think what you said was he was afraid to get his teeth fixed because it would right. change the way things came out. The best example of that is Liam Gallagher. When Liam Gallagher got his teeth knocked out in a bar fight. They put fake ones in or whatever it was. Now he sound does not sound like original Liam Gallagher. Oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. Go back and listen to stuff after he got his teeth knocked out, and it's just completely different. I didn't know. It's, it's, it's very weird. There's a video of it. It's great. Really? <laughs> that tracks, though, right? That's somebody. Couldn't it be just because he's older? That tracks. Yeah. Oh, no, he's younger. This. No. Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess. He goes backwards. That's true. Yeah, the voice does change, obviously, when you're older. But um, I, I didn't know he'd been. I'm, so I'm not surprised he'd been in a bar fight. Mm. So does he sound a lot different? Yeah, he doesn't have that lower rasp anymore, and yeah. it's like he can't get it through. It's it's very it's very interesting. I guess some might say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're all going through like you know what I mean? in our head now. And <laughs> yeah, Jimmy came, thank you, right. Jimmy, because I was so fuck. It. There's one there somewhere. I know there is. <laughs> <laughs> What a um, <laughs> supersonic Thanks, Jimmy Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bother me all, all podcast now, I'm trying to think of an Oasis joke, but it'll come. Yeah. Harlan, by the way, uh, he, he looked pretty good yesterday, didn't he, in the Champions League? Scoring a couple of goals, one from the spot, one beauty, his second. Yeah, the second one was unbelievable. I forget who it was that left it for him, but he comes, is top of the box, maybe like 20-some-odd uh, yards out. And then comes over and just rips it with his left foot to that opposite corner. Tremendous goal. What do you make and of the whole? Through. Uh, hmm? They're through already. Yeah, just well, they uh, what is it? They haven't. They, they've they're seventeen games unbeaten in the Champions League, I believe. Yeah, seventeen one seven, pretty impressive. That's uh, best for Pep. 
Pep's done never done as well as that before, even with this great Barcelona teams. Hmm. Pretty impressive. What do you make of this um, shirt swap at halftime? Haaland uh, was asked by Mohamed Al Kamara of Young Boys to swap shirts at halftime. And uh, I, yeah. I love his manager's response was, well, how do you know it wasn't Haaland asking for Kamara's shirt? <laughs> well, because he didn't, he didn't take his shirt off. <laughs> what do you make of that, Great. Are you okay with halftime shirt swaps? Well, I was actually on the phone with Jimmy at, at the time. And uh, I said, yeah, that's kind of bizarre. Like, you're getting beat 2-0. You're just getting really smashed at halftime. And it could piss off managers for sure. Some managers would be furious about that. Yeah. You know. I know why the, the player does it, though. The player does it at halftime because you've got a better chance of getting the individual's jersey than you do at the end of the match because you don't know where the player is going to be. So... And there's probably more players that want to get Holland's jersey. So if you can get it at halftime, then you're cruising. <laughs> you're like, yes, I got the jersey. It is. That's, your, that's the reason why you do it at halftime when you go up and ask somebody for their shirt. Have yeah. you done it's that not before? Not stinky either. No, I haven't done it before, but I know why they do it. I've um, maybe I might have tried to do it one time, but I didn't. <laughs> do you tell? <laughs> Who was it? I'm trying to think who it was, but I remember there, there was something that happened at halftime. I can't remember who it was. It'll come back to me. But I went and asked them for their shirt. They said after the game, then I didn't get it after the game. <laughs> it might have been Ronaldo when we played against Portugal. <laughs> oh, just Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. We played against Portugal. And, and I you, didn't get it. you forgot who yeah. it was for a second. It was fucking Ronaldo, Jimmy. Yeah, no, it was Ronaldo. And then I didn't get it at halftime because just the way that we walked off. And then after the match, he was miles away from me. And then he swapped with somebody else. And then I ended up getting, uh, oh, what was this? The center, backs, center back for Portugal at the time. I think he played for Chelsea. What was oh, Cavalho? Cavalho, yeah. So I got his jersey. And then when I was flying back to the UK, I get back to my house, open up my bag, go to do laundry, look for the jersey. Jersey's gone. They stole it at the airport oh, because I had no. a big, big Canadian national team logo on the bag. So obviously they knew that we just played, I guess, probably some fans that were working at the airport, gone through the bag, grabbed the jersey, zipped it back up, and away they went. That's bullshit. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, do you know who got the Ronaldo shirt? Uh, I don't, but I ended up getting one from him when we played uh, Real Madrid. The guy in the airport. Yeah, so I ended up getting his jersey. It was good, though, because I didn't have to go to the airport. I just went straight home, so I knew it was coming with me. <laughs> now, had you found out who had it initially, the original Ronaldo shirt, your stature with that team, you could have just gone there and said, give me the fucking shirt. That's mine, couldn't you? Yeah, but you can't. No? No. It's Ronaldo. But I definitely would have tried to steal it out of his bag if it was close. <laughs> do, do you guys play for teams that you had fresh shirts for the second half? Because nowadays every, they, they get brand new kits. Every team. Yeah. Every team you always had fresh shirts going out. Oh, 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 Dubs just shook her head. Here we go. Must have been nice, Jimmy. <laughs> well, you, you had fresh shirts. They just were off of Jimmy and the national team. Yeah, that's right. They just smelled, smelled like forest and red and armpits. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Dubs, at what point did they put names in the back of your shirts? Because it wasn't there for like for much of the 2000s. There were no names on the. Uh, no, but I feel like major competitions we did, but then friendlies mm. and stuff. It was just an afterthought. Yeah. We definitely didn't have names. We couldn't swap shirts because we didn't have didn't have spares. We didn't have enough. So not, really, only did we not, have, not only did we not have enough to change at halftime, but we only had a certain amount allocated for say you're going on a you're going on a trip and you're playing three games, you're playing two games. That's all you had. So you weren't allowed. You like flat out they would tell us you're not allowed to swap. Yeah. Yeah, us too. We actually went through a patch where I've got a jersey from Canada where it had two Velcro strips in it. So they would they would just reuse a shirt and put your Velcro name on the back of it. Oh, no. Wow. Velcro. That was Canada? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> terrible. So yeah. really, I'd never heard of that before. That is so Bush. I always thought it was Bush having no names and shirts. It seems like, you know, okay, you're a crap country. But they have Velcro. It's almost worse, isn't it? Just like, just admit it, own it. Christ, we got well, some money, especially when it's falling off. Yeah, that's it. That's the worst case scenario. Well, they, they would, like they would tell on. us sometimes that at the Gold Cup. They would tell us that we weren't allowed to trade uh, trade jerseys because I think we only had like three of them. And obviously, yeah. if you're going to go all the way, you end up playing six games. And if you trade your jerseys in the group stage, then you've got nothing left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't even so ride just wait for the right, the right moment, and then you. You maybe trade one. Valderrama comes up to you and wants to trade, and you're like, "Nope, no, I can't. Sorry. I don't want that shirt from you, yeah. Valderrama. I want yeah. you. You want this? Here, here's so, my name. You maybe you say, Listen, I've, I've got a really nice dress shirt. Would you take that? <laughs> Would you take that? I, I can't give you my, my my jersey, but this is from Burton's. It's nice." Yeah. <laughs> Could trade my socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you? <laughs> but like we had like if my my nose got smashed up, and I remember one game and bled yeah. everywhere. And then you have to change your shirt, right? Like you can't go back out mm. there with with blood all over your shirt. So you you hopefully the kit man or the kit person has one at least, so you can go back onto the pitch. But I, I'm sure there were occasions where a player probably didn't even have the right jersey on, but just had to go back out there because that was the only spare that we had. I'm sure it had red. At least you're wearing red, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen it before, though, players wearing the wrong the wrong jersey, the wrong name, wrong number for that reason. Like Top-level football before. I'm sure of it. Yeah, it's happened. Yeah, they have it on the side. Sometimes they'll just have a, a jersey with no name on it or just a random number. That's for every... You get blood in a shirt, a quick or, or an injury, you've got to come off quick and change a shirt. They're just throwing. Kitman almost has a spare mm-hmm. that they just give to you, and so you can get back on the pitch. And then at halftime or whatever it is, and you have to put back your regular jersey. It's got the Kitman's last name on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's just, it says Bellend on the back. <laughs> Isn't that a, a Johnny Cash song? A jersey with no name. I thought you were going to say Bellend. The horse. <laughs> um all right so uh, that's, uh, that's compelling jersey talk there let's move on though um back to that that big Ange talk, uh, comments did you like it do you think it was a bit of a shot at arteta craig because arteta come out that weekend and was just so he was hammering the referees and hammering var hammering the premier league as a whole and then you know <clears> not two days later 
Big Ange, his fierce rival at Spurs, comes out and goes, you know, I would never talk to a referee, you know, about the rules of the game and just just talking down what was a crazy, crazy match with some really crazy refereeing decisions. Yeah, didn't Ange get uh, booked in the game? Arteta didn't. <laughs> he did, yeah, exactly. And that was brought up a few times <laughs> by uh, Arsenal fans, surprisingly enough. Yeah. You know, I, it needed it. I think it needed a manager to actually come out and say it because it's getting out of hand. Like yeah. these referees, I had never had a problem with a referee in England. Never, ever. CONCACAF, different story, but not over there. And they're only trying their best. In that game, those VAR officials must have been sweating bullets. There was one incident after another. There was disallowed goals, red cards, replays. It could have been at least 15 minutes. They allowed, they put it, added 12 minutes on in the first half, and it could have Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And more. It should have been more, but they just, they were, it was just getting embarrassing. It was, it was already midnight over there. It's funny how the managers and the players, right? They, they, criticize the referees but wouldn't it be great if the referees were allowed to criticize like imagine a substitution they ran over to the, the manager and be like hey, are you fucking kidding me with that substitution are you having a laugh with your tactics right now because they stink you are getting killed <laughs> that would be amazing wouldn't it yeah. that would be great do you think referees should be interviewed post-game uh, they should I don't be scored there are they scored in the in the pram are they what? Well, they are, are they scored the oh. because yeah. in the NBA, after games, uh, refs are scored, and that's how they choose in the yeah. playoffs who are going to be the playoff refs because yeah. it's a bonus if you've been ranked higher. They want the best referees all the way through in the playoffs. I think NHL is the same way. So I'm who's not sure evaluating longer? Who's, sco- it's, who's scoring? I, I, it's it's management, general manager. It's like the general. I'm not sure exactly whom. I, but it is like each team does do a because they what they do is they do it. I think the big thing is the last five minute review, and they're like, "Hey, that was a call, miss call." They have to admit it. There's a real reporting system, and it's really added to I would say the professionalism of these refs, um, where they want to continue being as good as they always are. So I, I've got to, we'll look into it a little more, but I think it's I'm not sure what's going on in the prem. No, there is. There are the assessors. Yeah. And and you see referees getting relegated to the lower leagues after. I think Anthony Taylor. Oh, that would suck, eh? You're yeah, a ref and you're relegated? Week. I think it was Anthony Shit. Taylor was refer was it League One or something? He was refereeing this past weekend. I yeah, believe. I think I saw that as well. Yeah. So it, it does happen. But I think it'd be nice to get the code. I mean, people say it's all about it'd be unfair on the referees to be, you know, attacked by a reporter, but also to get their point across and it to explain what they saw. I think it'd be really interesting. Because right now they just well, damage this target batters for these coaches. When we were watching the Rugby World Cup recently, how refreshing it was to show the respect 
toward the referees. I only saw one where they paced off another 10 meters. Um, other than that, they just, they just show respect toward the referee. The, and they, the, I like it when they're mic'd up during the game. That would be something would be uh, interesting. But the lack of respect in our sport is just out of control. The, that match, though, Craig, and this is a question for everybody, was the referee, I mean, that was such a chaotic, chaotic match where there was, you know, all these disallowed, but they were right. VAR was right. There were all these calls that were actually correct calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't like they were all dubious, crazy yeah. calls. It just so happened that it was this chaotic match. So I don't know how bad the referee was or anything. Yeah, and the, and the fact that the, the they had a game there that the VAR and their officials missed something um, so badly that now they're so concerned about it that there was an offside in the first half that was, for me, I was like, I saw it once, I'm like, that's offside. And they took forever because they had to draw the line and all that. It's like, he's offside. And it, it took like two, three minutes to do this offside. And it was like, well, they finally got there. But why did that take so long? That's the problem. Dubs, I think Dubs on the dark web, you mentioned we were all watching the match at the same time. And you said, this is what's all wrong. Yeah. I was, just, right now. I was just about to say, yeah. So it's, you know, charms to your point about, well, maybe not miking up the refs, but like making them available and subject to questioning after the game. You hear their opinion, but then you're also subjecting them to more scrutiny and already more scrutiny than they're than they're under, um, which is it, it just seems like they're under an obscene amount of pressure to get things right, as you were saying, Forrest. But like the the amount of time that that took and how that took away from the fluidity and the flow of the game, I think that's what's frustrating about the way that VAR is, is, is intervening and it's changing the game. It's meant to be in there as, as, as a help so that these, these refs are, are able to get things right. Um, but to me, it's, it's gone too far the other way. I don't know how you get it back. I think maybe, you know, the, the respect has to be there but by the players and maybe miking up the refs is, is step one into pulling back that curtain and letting people into that world a little bit. And I think it also humanizes the refs. So we've talked about this before. Um, and I think that could be helpful, but you have to let it come back towards the middle so that it's it's an aid. It's it's a help to to just shine a light on the parts of the game that they need help with um, and and make making sure that these mm-hmm. calls are are right as best as you can. But you're not always going to get it right, even with the aid of technology. No, because that game in Newcastle, the first of all, they were looking to see whether the ball was out of play. Yep. And they go, OK, it's not. There was a debate about that. <laughs> Even whether it was right or wrong, they couldn't. You see, you can't be right even if you're, you know, like, oh no, that was out. So that there's a debate there. Then the ball comes in the box, and then there's oh, you got fifty fifty people saying it's a foul, and so people, no, 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 it's not a foul. And this is coming from like top X players, so you, you can't win in that position. And was it a handball and all these different things? Everybody was like sitting like it was right down the middle, so it was a no win situation mm-hmm. for VAR. And also even just that that ball about whether or not it's in, you know, we saw with that that goal that Japan scored, mm-hmm. I think it was Matomon, and they've got the chip in the ball. So they're able to use the technology to get above the ball and see that part of the sphere is still touching the line. So it's in play. Um, if you're going to use this technology, you have to make sure that the ball is equipped and you have the angles 
so that you're able to analyze it properly. Otherwise, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Well, yeah, because uh, the, they have goal line technology, but they don't have yeah. the, touch, the byline technology. Mm -hmm. So, And do they have the chip in the ball in the prem? Yeah, there is for the for the cameras. Is. No, the watch vibrates once the ball crosses over. That's right. Yeah. Right, but like for or are they able to analyze whether it's over the byline? Can they do that? No, or they can't yet. I don't think that posts right. It's just just the goal. But there's no reason right. why they can't. We saw at the World Cup, you can do it, and the yeah. can afford to do it. So why wouldn't you? Makes no sense to me. Yeah. I, I think the. We, like you mentioned, Craig, the Rugby World Cup, you watch Rugby game and the communication that the referee has with the players, with the VAR, with the fans, it's so clear. There's no debate. You might not agree with it, but you know exactly what is being looked at and what's being decided and why. And it's there's it's really yeah. tough to argue with it at the end. It's, it's so well done. And But trouble is, you know, Premier League football, they want to be the, the trendsetters. They want to do it right their way only. To, to accept that maybe another sport does it better. <gasps> God forbid, we can't admit that. We'll keep doing it our way, just stubbornness, I think, often. But other leagues do it better than the Premier League. And they've been doing it longer as well. So I don't know, it's frustrating. Um, it kind of all kind of layers into the, the Vanny Sartini comments too, right? This respect for referees and, you know, we know what happened in the Vancouver game. It was just, I, I don't know if everyone knows. Yeah, well, I mean, there's numerous things. There's a very controversial penalty. And yeah. then late in the game, searching searching for a goal, um, the referee literally collides with Alessandro Schopf of Vancouver, uh, which which potentially could have taken away a shot. Now, back the other way they come, they score a goal. It's disallowed, thankfully. But still, um, Sartini just – Sartini's great. I love him. But he goes just ballistic. And he gets sent off. And then post-match – he called the referee disgraceful and he said, uh, if they found him, Tim Ford, the referee, in False Creek, then I'm going to be a suspect. <laughs> I'm not saying that I would do it. I'm saying I'm the first suspect. It's, different. it's a little far. I, don't, yeah. I think it's a little bit far. <laughs> yeah. And, and the referee union said it was disgusting, his comments, and that it takes the rhetoric against officials to a dangerous new level. Yeah. He went a little bit far there. I, I get it. I like personality you probably shouldn't be talking about a referee that way. What's no, supposed to happen though, Dubs? What's supposed to happen when that ref, it, you guys have seen this happen. What is he supposed to do when he collides in play? Because that was an in play. What's supposed to happen a great as body a referee? Check. Yeah, it's interesting because I've seen some discussion around it. So if the referee, and you've probably seen this Wong or watching the Prem or watching any international friendly if the referee gets struck with the ball and then it affects the, the flow of the game or it changes possession, the, the referee whistles it down and it's a, a ball for the player or the team who's in possession or it's a drop ball. And I don't know if there's a rule about when the referee interferes in play and collides with the player and the, the play goes the other way. And obviously Takaoka was up, like they were looking for that equalizer. So, um, LA breaks the other way and like it's it's like a, a two on oh right or a two on one three on one um so yeah I don't know if there's an actual clearly defined rule about that but I think as the referee you use common sense you use your judgment and you say I've changed the course of of this play by knocking over this player just whistle whistle it down stop the play yeah I agree with that because the ref didn't realize where he was and ref's kind of backpedaling it was a great mm -hmm. and then <laughs> yeah, he fucking took him out. <laughs> he took him out big time. 
And you can see the player, he's just lining it up. He's thinking, oh, I'm going to smash this. And all of a sudden, the ref takes you out. He goes flying. But then that's probably one of those situations as well where the referee, as LA started breaking forward, he's probably going, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. please don't score this. <laughs> You're not yeah. score this because I am going to get dog's abuse here. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, I mean, the player makes a stupid decision by passing the ball. And then yeah. He's, offside, he's right? offside. Yeah. Yeah. But Sertini anyway. lost his mind. Yeah. He was, he went over the top. I mean, it got, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the emotion in the game. And yeah, you get a little bit frustrated, but, you know, he was doing it. And he's, egging the fans on and when he kicked the kicked the board i started laughing because it was the softest yeah, kick and it looked it like was. he hurt his toe <laughs> i know what are right. you doing I was and like, he came on the pitch uh, he came on the pitch afterwards too right was hugging yeah, everyone everyone on. in the stadium apart from the referee mm-hmm. seemed like because he knew he was being a dick yeah, yeah he probably was. yeah but like the theatrics and like all of that stuff um i have less of a problem with because i i really quite like sartini as well but I, th- that comment about the ref finding him fall uh, face down in false Creek. Like that's dark web shit. Like you do, can't say that out loud. You have to recognize <laughs> no. where you are, whether it's off the record, it's prior to the press conference officially starting. It doesn't matter. You can't say that. You would imagine that he was going to do it. You just said I would be a suspect. <laughs> Come on. <Chris. laughs> but you'd imagine there, there's going to be a big fine there or a suspension, a big suspension because yeah, you, you, so. you can't say that if the ref's found dead. Come on. That's not good. No. There has, there has to be a big suspension. In, in Set the precedent there, please. Yeah. But still, bad, too bad for Vancouver. Uh, stand by. Really good team. And, you know, they're going to be a really good team next year as well. So, a uh, sad way for them to, to crash out. By the way, there's been no China FC end of year press conference yet. I think Look it's on there, Friday, right? Is it Friday? It's been, it's, mm-hmm. it's been, is it? Okay. I haven't seen that yet. Okay, finally. What, a month later? Well, Doug, you had season. yours. CF Montreal had theirs, like, how long ago? Two weeks ago. Yeah. At least. How'd that go? <laughs> it was something. <laughs> 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 I left there. I was, I, I don't want to say I was scarred. That's too strong of a word. But, I mean, credit to the to the club for putting it all out there. But, I mean, you know, the... Um, Ramel Kyoto, Victor Wanyama, like these guys were not happy. And then what I was most disappointed with is like awards that were given to Jonathan Sirwa, Matthew Schwanier, um, for a, a great season, I think, where they outperformed expectations, their own personal ones, but the ones that the club had for them were just lost because of, you know, it was just drama and and i left and i was like i need the rest of the day to recover from this the press guy looked at me he's like you can ask questions i was like fuck no i'm just watching this (laughs) (laughs) well charms what's to be expected with tfc well i'm trying to find i'm trying to find the email about this press conference i don't think i'll read it (laughs) jmo posted about it oh did he okay yeah check his uh check his tweets that's John Molinaro, and that's tfcrepublic.ca. You're a one-stop shop for all things Toronto FC. Um, okay, I'll, I'll take a look. Uh, I don't know what, what they're going to talk about. Listen, there's been a lot of players not being having their options taken up. <clears throat> there's still, I think, well, I forget how many players, but there's a, there's a skeleton-looking squad right now. There's more changes. We'll see what John says. See what Bill Manning says. But usually you have the press conference pretty soon after the season finishes. Yeah. So what's happening? You should, they should have had it fresh. They should have had it right away. 
Put your big boy yeah. pants on, sit in front of everybody, yeah, and deal with it. And the players too, right? Music. Take it head, yeah, take it head on. I hate when they, they push it aside and they wait and think, oh, let's, you know, let the the storm die down a little bit, and then we'll have have our uh, have our meetings. But fuck that, have it right away. It stands you got a, you got a by mission, eh, You put Jimmy? a bad squad. You put a bad squad together. You finish rock bottom. Face it head on. Own it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not excusing it, but do you think? Because I completely agree with what you're saying, Jimmy. But the fact, you know, the the situation being what it is, with Herdman coming in at the end, do you think that affects the way that we would do it, or you just think that's no excuse? You're coming in. Terry's there. Just put everybody up on the dais, and then everyone's subject to questioning. Well, it's or no John doesn't participate. John, John, John was analyzing for months, mm-hmm. so he knows all about the squad. He knows what players are going to be. He's moving on. Come the end of the season, doesn't need another month to prepare for this. Probably wants it though. Yeah, probably, but you know, you're in the hot seat. Deal with it. Well, I mean, there's there's a way it's done in MLS, right? It's always been done this way, and then suddenly in comes John Herbman, new to MLS. Is he trying to mix it up and do it a different way? Is that what it is? Is it him? Is it is it Bill Manning? We don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out on Friday. But I highly doubt the the Bernadeschi and Insigne will be there. To answer questions. I highly doubt it. I could be surprised. But I doubt they're even in the country, are they? Because they should Which be there. The players should be. Would you be in Canada right now? It's like... I know, but, I mean, the, but the players should be accountable. The players, Gross. like the way MLS works, locker clearing, all the players are there. That's how it works, right, Jimmy? You've been involved yeah. enough of them. And you just, you, you front it and you face it. So and maybe they'll be there. Maybe we'll be surprised. But uh, So I won't criticize until Friday. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would hope they'll be there. But I doubt, yeah, Craig, they're not going to be there, are they? No. Normally when the season's Yeah, when the season's over, you're, you're there for a few more days, clear, clean out your locker, you have your medicals, exit medicals, and, and then you're, you're on your way. Go wherever you're, you're going. Well, when you're under contract well, I wouldn't imagine team, a lot of them be here. Jimmy, when you're under contract to a team, when the season ends, I mean, what is your... Um, responsibility to that team and their their media demands, their demands. The media demands? Yeah, or just demands in general. Like, you know. Um, well, as soon as the season was done, that was pretty much it. You probably hung around for, for a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was, we'll see you later. We'll see you back in January or whatever it may be. So you had a little bit of time right. off. Well, you had more time than what you did in England. England, we only had what, five and a half, six weeks. Um, so, the, and then, so there is a disconnect at that point. You have to. Yeah. And, I mean, look, and then you'll have your your medical exams to make sure that you don't have any injuries. If you do have injuries, you have to stay, continue your treatment until you're you're fit and you 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 get past where you can you can leave. Um, I mean, in, in England, we used to get weighed right at the end of the season, body fat, and we had to come back within five pounds of what our fighting weight was. So you'd have a couple of weeks where you can enjoy it, and then you're back starting to train again so that you came back fit so what jimmy did all year all season was go eat at hooters chicken wing tuesdays and thursdays get really yeah. fat during the season so he could come back and they go you're really fit this year yeah. <laughs> in comparison yeah. but within five pounds like that's that's nuts like were you not significantly lighter at the end of the year depending if you made a deep run into the playoffs or you know other competitions that you were participating in like you could no, be really light no your body weight pretty much stayed the same throughout the season 
because we we would get weighed every every month. Okay. Or sorry, every week. Every week we would get weighed, and you just you just knew because your diet was the same regardless of what you're training, um, and your your weight was always in that zone. You know, if I would say I was 187, that was my my fighting weight. Then you know during the season I might be 188, 186, 185. So it was all relatively close to what it should be. Okay. You drop a couple of pounds, but you wouldn't, it wouldn't be drastic where you're dropping 10 pounds. No, for season, sure. Right? And, and the reason, the reason why they want you to come back within five pounds is because then you can get straight into it, get your fitness going, and then you can focus more on the tactical side of how you're going to play throughout the season. If you came back and you're 10, 15 pounds over, well, then that means the first two, three, four weeks is all about you trying to drop the weight. And then it allowed the coaches to, if you came within the five pounds, we could focus strictly on football and get right into it rather than having to do all the running and dropping, dropping the weight. So that's why it was come back within five pounds. After about two or three weight sessions or taking weight, they know exactly who it is they're looking at. And they just basically throw you in the bucket because they know they, they, they want to be fair, but they're actually looking at a couple guys who are just fat bastards and they put weight <laughs> on. Yeah. And that's what, that, that's who they're looking at. They're the other guys. Yeah. What's your weight? Yeah. It's same as it was last week and the week before and the week before, but oh, Johnny oh, yeah. over there is up fucking 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause within the players, you're asking each other questions. You're like, what's going on here? Cause you're looking at how the team's divided and, in Nebraska, we had like the, the players called it fat camp. So it's like any players that felt like the coaches thought they were too heavy or that it was affecting their game in a negative way. And they got extra cardio during the week. <laughs> they yeah. called themselves fat camp. Same thing with the, with the national team. It's ridiculous. But as yeah. I was on the, on the other side, like Jimmy talking about like club or national team at the end of camps, like I, it was a struggle for me to, to keep my weight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you, you had to manage it that way, but it's good that they were keeping track or keeping tabs uh, on you individually, because it's obviously it's unique. It's, it's in, very individual in terms of how you respond to, to the demands and the rigors of the game and what you have to do outside the field and also nutritionally to make sure that you're where you need to be, like you're at your fighting weight. Yeah. Wonga, wasn't there a conversation a few months ago about us all weighing ourselves? Yeah, I actually, I've lost, uh, we were talking about, um, when I we went on one soccer, the first That's show, nice. I, yeah. I was wearing two eleven. I am now down to two oh three. So I'm hey. now. nice. Yeah, just stopped you eating get, as much, and but I drank everything. What's yeah? I get the flu a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. hope that's all it is, though, right? It's nothing more sinister. No. Well, the other thing is <laughs> con- constant, constant humping of the uh, of the bed. So oh. what you want to do oh. is is self gratify, <laughs> plenty of times. Yeah. Okay. Keep that flowing. It's just like you know. No, oh, God. Uh, why would you use that word? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, mind you, you had the flu. How many times was it? Three, three times. Three, three times in well, eight at weeks. Least the virus. Yeah, three it. times in eight weeks. <laughs> Every <laughs> time you travel. Three weeks. Yeah, healthy guy. It might not be the flu, Wonga. <laughs> you Something awful growing in your stomach right now. Maybe you should <laughs> stop dry <laughs> humping the bed. <laughs> Like a little hamster. Just sure, <laughs> sure. Just get me a pillow. Get me Stop a leg. Doing that, Jimmy. Oh my god, yes. that's horrible. What a horrible thought. <laughs> the white man's overbite. It's the opposite of white man's overbite. Yeah. From uh, when Harry met Sally. 
Remember? He's uh, <laughs> it's the dance. The white man's overbite. Yeah, he's like. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, speaking of, that's David Brent again. That's uh, Ricky Gervais. Yes. Oh, there you right. go. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> one the, it's one of the greatest scenes ever outside of the uh, body scene. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, listen, TonyBet.ca. Uh, there's a lot of Champions League games on this Wednesday. And of course, Europa League and Wonga's favorite, the Conference League on Thursday, ahead of the Premier League weekend. So sprinkle some of your hard earned money. Make lots of money like we do every week. Yes. TonyBet.ca. And catch tar of the games coming up this weekend on Fubo TV. Dot com. Um, I've got a jump. You guys can stick around if you want. We'll keep talking. Do you have anything no, you want to get? More, one more comment. Uh, our Ooh, friend yeah. Dave DeCola, he he broke down Tifo for us. Tifo originates from the Italian tifosi, which roughly translates to supporters. Tifo is where tifosi of a sports team make a visual display of any choreographed flag, sign, or banner in the stands of a stadium. And that leads us directly to the promo from Rhonda for Rhonda Brownlee. Amy, do you want to talk about that? Sure. For Christine Sinclair's last game on December 5th at BC Place, they've opened the Upper Bowl and we want that to be sold out. So people from BC go to that game and then also voyagers.org to support this Tifosi, this TIFO fund to make something special for Sync for our last game. If they don't sell it out, does that make Halifax and Montreal better cities than Vancouver? Obviously. Mm. <laughs> so there you have it. Better get out yep. there, didn't you? Yep. Tifosi, All right, everyone. What do you think of a dessert? It a nice little tofosi. Or a right back. Something you'd have with uh, almost mm. like biscotti. Or a right, yeah, maybe a right back. Yeah. Something you have alongside your espresso. Little Great overlapping run by tofosi. Mm. Right, it works. Isn't Good. It? And men's yeah. national team roster drop today. Is it out already? No, later, it'll be later, later, later on yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Morris talking about two thirty today, so uh, we'll mm-hmm. get to that on Friday's show. And uh, what are your favorite trophies? Everyone, let's say your favorite trophies, and would a rosé trophy really bug you and upset you like it does? Oh, I think like, my favorite trophy might be the Con Smythe Trophy. The most valuable player in the NHL season. But is that the one with the with the big like um, are, maple are, leaf in behind as the backdrop? Or is Con Smythe, is Con Smythe uh, like friendship? You're the congeniality, like best Con sportsmanship. Smythe is best uh, playoff performer. Oh, mm-hmm. playoff performer. Okay. Playoffs, yeah. Is that the one with Maple Leaf Gardens on it? Is, is that Norris? Jeez. We've got to get up on our Stanley Cup. Or, yeah. yeah. I think, Longer, you're talking about the Lady Bing. You're talking Lady about- Bing. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Friendship. Right. Let's bring friendship. JP on and just slowly make this a hockey podcast. I'd be fine <laughs> Be wicked. Yeah, there's, no, there's not any of those around. <laughs> <laughs> not very many good ones. Well, like like the, this. That's that the much. World Cup trophy is it really? It's not that great, is it? No. Look at the trophies uh, uh, in soccer. Underwhelming. Not really. That's an underwhelming trophy. The World mm-hmm. Cup. Yeah, like, but it's what. It, yeah, you're right. But just because because Pele held it once, twice, yeah. or three times, um, it it times symbolizes so much more, right? No, I get that part. Just the the trophy itself. Yeah, no, if you were right. to look at it, you're like, oh, my my 1981 track and field trophy that I give out for wrong or wrong or what right or right or wrong. It's not the size. <laughs> you of can't even say the name right. Well, it's it's <laughs> clunk, it's a clunky shell. <laughs> well, the urn and the ashes, right? Tiny size isn't everything. Okay, fuck. Thank you, not. thank okay. you, Sharps. Yeah, <laughs> it's, what, it's what you do with it. 
All right, on that note. <laughs> Hoist it above your head. The cup part drink, is important, drink from right? It. Yes, to be able to drink from it. I think that's important. I don't know. Trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know what you're okay. talking about. All right, um, we're out of time. <laughs> we were actually about five minutes ago. We're rambling. Uh, we're back on Friday. Uh, hope you enjoyed that, everyone. Uh, we'll speak to you then. Keep buying newspapers. Yeah, let's keep doing that. In the cheers for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. It's a good one. <laughs> Have you ever Googled your own name? Prepare for a shock because your personal info, including addresses and phone numbers, is all out there. It's all harvested by data brokers and sold legally. Aura is a personal digital security service that scans the internet for your sensitive information and provides a full suite of privacy-enhancing tools. For a limited time, Aura is offering listeners a 14-day free trial at Aura.com safety. That's A-U-R-A dot safety to learn more and activate the 14-day trial period. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK.